This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Monday, presented as always by BetMGM. As we get set for tonight, championship game, college football, TCU and Georgia. Joining us right now to talk about Brad Powers on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line, the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Brad, excited to have you on. I saw your tweet a couple days ago about just how big of an underdog, a long shot, that you know TCU was to do this dating back to the summer, 1,001, 500 to 1. At what point of the year, Brad, did you start considering the idea that TCU had this kind of ceiling to, to be in a national title game, to, to have us have this kind of conversation about how big of a long shot they were? Was it last you know, last week against Michigan? Was it a month ago, two months ago? When did you start thinking TCU had this kind of ceiling? Michigan is probably uh, second quarter of the Michigan game because, I mean, I, I, that is, yeah, uh, I'm not a big, you know, believer of this TCU team and not that I haven't upgraded them significantly in my power ratings, not that I don't think, uh, you know, I'm not trying to disparage the, the success that they've had this season, but as, as far as a legit national title contender, I mean, by that, I mean a team that's, you know, capable of winning a playoff game and a national championship. I, I mean, I, I laid the points with Michigan. So, I mean, that point spread was above a touchdown. So, even, in, you know, prior to that game, I didn't like TCU's chances. So, uh, you know, to, to cover a point spread, let alone win the game outright. So, yeah, I, uh, I have, I've been calling me late to the, the party here, but I, I really never believed in this TCU team and thinking that they could pull off something like this. Where is TCU better on the field than Georgia? <laughs> uh, Was that a leading maybe, question? You know, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't think anywhere. I mean, they have a, a better top receiver. Quentin Johnson's better, you know, as far as a number one wide receiver than anything Georgia has. Uh, obviously, you know, Georgia's best receiving option is a tight end. So I would give the edge there to, to, to TCU in that regard. Uh, but other than that, you know, I'll say this at quarterback, I mean, Stetson Bennett has the experience, but as far as more upside, just the fact that Max Duggan can, uh, you know, beat you with his legs a little bit more than Stetson Bennett, I would say that there's a little bit more ceiling uh, TCU at quarterback uh, there with Duggan, maybe special teams, a slight edge, but nothing significant. I'll put it that way. Brad, where would you look? What angles are you interested in in the prop market here? I know you mentioned Quinton Johnston. Would you be looking there? Would you be looking at, you know, the passing yards? What props interest you? 
So I kind of just mentioned it with Max Duggan and his rushing yards. I, I like his over-rushing yards. I mean, you can find as low as 27.5 at DraftKings. I like over there just because I, I think with, with an injury to their leading running back, I'm not sure if Kendra Miller is going to go or not. I mean, obviously, Max Duggan's going to have to be featured more in the run game here. And, you know, look at the last couple of games for them. I mean, he's had 15 rushing attempts in back-to-back games. That's a season high, you know, back-to-back games. I mean, you just – you know, everything on the table. You don't have to, you know, worry about staying healthy for the rest of the season. This is win or go home. And uh, I think that he's just going to have to pick up the slack if Miller can't go. And then just generally speaking, uh, I mean, if DC is going to ha- have a shot at keeping this one close, he's going to have to, you know, do what he, you know, even in a losing effort against Kansas State. I mean, he was a warrior in that game, you know, pr- pretty much carried the team on his back. So over 27 and a half rushing yards. Now, the, the, the worry is this is college football, not the NFL. For those of you dipping your toe in uh, quarterback rushing stats, uh, sacks count against you, and that would be the, the, the only hang-up I'd be worried here. Brad, how about the style of the game tonight? We have a total of 63-and-a-half. I mean, my first instinct, we're talking about a great defense and all the talent of Georgia, it's like maybe that's a high number. But we just watched a, a pair of semifinal games where I think there was nearly 180 points scored between the two games, including these two participants here. Uh, what style are you thinking we get tonight with a total of 63-and-a-half? Yeah, so it's an excellent question. It is a high number for a Georgia game. It would be their second highest total of the season. The only one higher was the Tennessee game, a Tennessee you know, game that saw Georgia really shut down that high-powered Tennessee offense. So it's a little out of the norm for them, uh, not so much for, on the TCU side. I just think in today's day and age of college football, you know, great offense beats great defense. So I'm leaning more towards the over here in, in this one. I just – I don't see – when you talk matchup-wise, I don't see TCU's defense holding up at the point of attack against Georgia. I mean, look, TCU forced some turnovers in the last game. I mean, they stopped Michigan at the goal line not once but twice, had two pick sixes and still allowed 45 points to Michigan. And Georgia's got a deeper, more talented offense than what Michigan has. So I don't expect much success there on TCU's side of the ball. And then – you know, the concern for Georgia is just not what Ohio State did, but hell, a backup quarterback in the second half of the LSU game went up and down the field on Georgia's defense. So if TCU is down, they're going to be throwing, and uh, the, boy, Georgia's pass defense isn't as good as what it was a year ago. How do you expect Georgia to move the ball? I've been intrigued by Stetson Bennett props, but uh, I wasn't sure that the passing yards would be so high. 277 and a hook, the, uh, the over one and a half touchdowns. Extremely uh, juice, but I, I look at the Horned Frogs' lack of a pass rush here, and and if they want, you would think that Bennett could do what he wants. You agree? Yeah, I mean, it's an excellent question. I think they have success air, and, you know, via the air and the ground game. I I think they could do pretty much whatever they want. Uh, it, it really is a question of, of what TCU wants to do. That three three five defense, you know, unique style, but. I think it exposes them a little bit in this game, particularly with George getting healthier wide receiver. I mean, did not have A.D. Mitchell and Arian Smith most of the season, so that was just in time for, you know, to make up for McConkie not being 100% and Darnell Washington not being 100%. So I'm not sure how TCU tries to attack or, or stop them. Do they put an extra guy in the box? If that's the case, I think the Georgia passing offense, you'd have to, you know, to, to lean more towards over. I'm kind of leaning over on a lot of Georgia individual player props but I guess what it comes down to for me is, you know, how, how do you make the most money? I think Georgia team total over. I, I just that's the most confident that the bet that I've made so far was over 37 and a half. Even if you got 38, 38 and a half, I think Georgia's offense can get into the 40s tonight.
Brad, is there a formula for a TCU where you would consider a team like that, you know, in the future or another off season, you know, did they do something here that would make you consider uh, a team like this, uh, you know, where you can get some crazy value in the off season? Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. Um, generally speaking, no, but I, I mean, what did they do? I mean, they did hit home runs in the transfer portal, particularly on defense. They're very experienced on offense, and a lot of the personnel fit. You know, Sonny Dykes and Garrett Riley, the offensive coordinator, really, you know, a team that had been known more for with a defensive-minded coach. I mean, they energized and revitalized that offense. I just I don't want to read too much into this because, I mean, I know we live in a society that's a 24-hour news cycle. We live in the moment. We overreact to everything. We want hot takes, but I mean, this is truly historic what we've seen TCU do this year to make the, just to even make this championship game. I mean, when a team's a thousand to one, uh, as high as a thousand to one in the futures market, when you know Auburn's the, the, the biggest preseason long shot that I could find in the last twenty plus years, fifty to one, thousand to one, fifty to one. So I, I just I, I'll have to. Look, we're living in a transition period of college football, you know, portal, NIL, and everything. So I, I don't want to totally discount it, but Man, I also don't want to overreact to the biggest outlier we've seen in our lifetime, at least in college football. To follow up off this, and maybe not a thousand to one or five hundred to one, but Brad, you mentioned the NIL, the portal, coaches moving around. Do you think we're getting to a point where college football could be a little bit more like the NFL? The NFL, it's like one year you could change it, right? You get a quarterback, you get a coach, and you could be relevant in, in the postseason, like the Bengals last year, the, maybe the Jaguars this year. Like that happens fast. College is usually more of a build-up period. You need a couple years to get your program in place. Do you think everything changing in college sports is is, is expediting that process now? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a guy that obviously I originate college football. I do power ratings. I, I tend to be a little bit more conservative and not like to overreact. But, I mean, I look at what I missed this year, TCU being, you know, one of them. Also missed on USC. I mean, I thought they'd be very improved. I just didn't think they could be – as good as what they were in just one off season. So I think you hit it. The ability to, you know, we always talked to, I mean, it used to be a long time ago when I was a kid, they talk about a five-year process. Then that got expedited to a three, give them three years as far as a coach. Now I think you've seen this year that several, even at the group of five level, like a Troy coming out of nowhere and winning 12 games with a first-year coach. I think the, the, there's obviously a much more uh, guys that are much more capable of turning around a program in just one year. And we just have not seen that to be the norm at any previous time in college football history. So yes, uh, if you can change a roster, 15, 20 guys in the transfer portal, at least. And particularly if you can upgrade the quarterback position, that means more than ever before, then yes. I mean, it couldn't be the NFL where, you know, you can be eight and four one year, four and eight the next, and then right 10 and two. So I think we do see some more instability in that regard. Do you think uh, there's going to be any live betting opportunities, anything that you'll be looking for a certain angle, or if we see some sort of game script early on where you would want to jump in? Yeah, I would like to see TCU jump out early uh, just so I can get a cheaper number on Georgia. I'm just not wild about laying 13, even though I think Georgia's the right side tonight. Uh, I, I would mm -hmm. like to see TCU jump out so I can just get a cheaper number on Georgia. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, look, I mean, I – I didn't see the game script really in the semifinal. So, I mean, it's, it's tough to, to really predict this stuff. And I'm not sure even if you ask the coaching staff for, for the most part that they saw what we just saw in the, the, the two semifinals 
if they could predict that. So I, I, I don't I, I say that yeah, it'd be it'd be nice to TCU go up seven nothing like get Georgia in the single digit range, but uh but who knows? I mean, I also could see Georgia just really lean on TCU. And TCU, uh, if you look at them throughout the course of the season, has not been a fast-starting team. They've been a second-half team, and they kind of flipped the script there against Michigan. Notre Dame's offense is going to be really fun to watch with Sam Hartman next year. Does landing him kind of put Notre Dame into the contender conversation for you next year? Yeah, certainly. I, I mean, if there was one player to upgrade a team's power rating, um, I don't, I'm not sure if there's a bigger upgrade that, than what Sam Hartman does for that Notre Dame offense. I mean, it's a minimum three, four points, the Notre Dame's overall team power rating. I mean, that's significant. The, the worry that I have, I mean, it's multiple. I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I follow them closely. Uh, defensive line is a concern, I think, from a depth perspective and a talent perspective. Uh, and, and I think most concerning as far as Notre Dame being a contender, schedule is really difficult. I mean, they play three legit top 10 teams, Clemson, USC, and Ohio State. I know they get two of the three at home, but I mean, I, I just don't see them running the table in that regard. And I think they have to almost run the table to get in the playoffs. I mean, I guess they could afford one close loss, but right now they would be an underdog to win two out of those three games. Uh, another look ahead to next year. I'm looking at the odds for next year's championship. First, two-parter. One, one, how early do you look at this, right? The, the game ends tonight. You're looking ahead. Is it days? Is it weeks, months before you start really kind of power rating next year? See, I know the lock will change. And then Michigan 8-1 to one right now. Uh, how much do you think that will change if, if Harbaugh does indeed leave to go to the NFL? Yeah, I'll look at it today uh, and see if I can make a bet. I mean, I made a bet last year. It was Alabama plus 325. Uh, I thought they were going to close less than 2-1. to one. That ended up being the case. Lost my money. But, uh, I, yeah, if I think there's something significant that's off, I'll fire tonight if I have to. I think Georgia has to be the favorite, even though they'd be a two-time defending champ. You don't see three-time uh, champs very often. But clear cut, they're going to be the number one team in my power rings coming in the next season. Alabama will be up there even though they lose Bryce Young. Ohio State will be in the mix if they can find a quarterback. You mentioned Michigan. Yeah, what would their odds be? I mean, they they got another very easy schedule. I would assume that they're probably going to take uh, – I don't know if they're going to hire from outside. I would think if Harbaugh leaves, they're going to try to keep that staff intact as much as they can, maybe promote from within and just keep the ball rolling at least for another year or two. So uh, it would. I, I still think you'd have to downgrade them. They probably in the futures market go from like eight to one, maybe to twenty to one. Uh, our listeners know that uh, you're one of the market makers when it comes to college football win totals. So as far as the calendar, assuming it stays the same uh, with legalization and all that, uh, when are when do you expect to see win totals pop up? Maybe maybe there's a change. I mean we. We talked over the summer and how much those win totals were moving. Uh, win totals and conference odds. When should uh, people look for those? Yeah, so I've already made one, believe it or not. Some book posted Colorado season win total already, and I bet under. Uh, <laughs> yeah, most of them are going to hit in May. I think there were some that, that hit in April. I, I, the, the first week one bet I made last year was in early April. It was the day after the college basketball national championship a book opened some week one lines for college football. So I was making some bets in April and early May. There was, you know, quite a few books that had season one totals up. So people ask me, well, what are you going to do? It's the off season. Well, I mean, I, I got to start working on it because I'm not waiting until next late August for, for football season to start. 
I mean, I got to start prepping now if they're going to open up a lot of the, the off-season markets in May. I only got a few months. Great stuff, Brad. We appreciate hopping on. Enjoy the game tonight. Always appreciate you part of the show. Brad Powers and the GetMyPhoenix.com guest sign the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. We look at the awards as the season wraps up. Who wins? Who doesn't? Final statistics next on the BeckQL Network.